All right, good morning. I think we're going to get started now. Uh, my name is Dennis Fenema. I'm an elder here at Moran Park, and I just want to say uh, welcome you guys uh, coming here today. Uh, today we're continuing on with our Sunday rotation. Today is going to be a prayer focus. Uh, the first, first Sunday is typically um, a teaching Sunday. Second Sunday is a celebration Sunday where there's a lot of worship. Third Sunday is a connecting Sunday. Fourth Sunday, which is today, is more of a prayer time. So I don't, uh, just to let you know that I'm not sure how much longer this is going to last. Uh, I think we're going to be switching over the format to more of a teaching format coming up, but not sure when that's going to occur. Uh, an announcement, uh, elder nominations are on for one more week. Just to let you know that there is a digital or a, a a form on the website that you can use to nominate elders, and that's actually going to be on there later today on the website. I uh, also wanted to let you know that there is a prayer gathering every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. for Moran Park and for the morning service. So if you're interested in that, come, come join uh, the team. They're over in the center office over off in this hallway. There. Okay, today's going to be a little bit more of a meditative, reflective, a quiet time praying. We're, gonna, we're planning on uh, praying through the Lord's Prayer, phrase by phrase, but it's going to be more of an individual thing, uh, just to let you know. And we're going to have, uh, we don't have any worship team up here today. We're going to have songs over the speakers. And to let the people know on Facebook that the music's probably going to cut out because of copyright issues. All right. Is there, uh, Chris, is there any announcements that we need, other stuff that we need to do about the, there's, okay, all right. All right, so. I think that's all the announcements. So today we're gonna we're gonna sing a song and pray through the Lord's Prayer. Cindy's gonna come up and lead us. But uh, before we do that, I would like to uh, remind us <clears throat> with an incomplete reminder of who is present as our special guest. Our special guest is almighty, all-knowing, omnipresent, perfect in all ways, and beautiful beyond description. In his wisdom, he spoke creation into being. And then saving his best for last, he intentionally got his hands dirty through forming man out of the earth. He became a man's father by breathing his life, or himself, into man. And finally, he created woman out of man. He's the king, ruler, and owner of the universe and is perfect and pure in love, joy, peace, wisdom, righteousness, and justice. He is merciful, gracious, and embodies all that is good. Our special guest chose to generously and lavishly share all of himself with mankind. He 
who changes not, did not change his mind or dampen his desire for relationship with mankind when man chose to break the relationship with him. Our special guest went to great lengths and paid a very high price by sending his son to make payment for the broken relationship. He did that just so he could see his relationship with us restored because he cares for us. The value that our special guest has placed on each one of us, which is our true value, is reflected in the price that he paid to restore himself to us. Or restore us to himself, yes. He, because of his love, values us. He values you and me, not based on what has been done to us or what we have done, but on what he sees we could become. He longs to see our potential fulfilled in each of us. His goal is to transform each of us, believing sons and daughters, to our full potential. Our special guest is for us and not against us. He is worthy of all glory, honor, praise, and worship. Our special guest, the King of the universe, who is present with us, bids us. He welcomes us to come confidently to him at his throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace or find his empowerment to help in time of need. Therefore, let us come with confidence and thankfulness to honor and be with our Heavenly Father. So we're going to start out by reading where Jesus taught us the Lord's Prayer uh, in two different places. Matthew is where Sean's going to start us, and then again in Luke. So, so this is Matthew 6, 5 through 15. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the, at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now from Luke 11. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. 
When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me. I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock the door and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? For if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Okay, my name is Cindy Kuypers, and I'm part of the prayer team that leads, that's been putting together these prayer services. Um, and I'm just going to lead us in a time of praying through the Lord's Prayer, slowly. Um, my mom shared with me this week, as I've been praying through this, um, I was sharing with my mom how rich the Lord's Prayer is and how much is in there. Um, and she kind of laughed and said, I've always struggled with the Lord's Prayer. Um, she grew up in a tradition where the Lord's Prayer was a punishment rece she received every week. Like she had to say so many Our Fathers. And it's always been a struggle for her uh, to pray the Lord's Prayer and really identify with the words. Um, so as I've been praying through it this week and preparing, my prayer is for Moran, for you as, you, as we do this together, that it will be rich, that it'll be new, um, and you'll just experience it in a new way. Um, and we're going to take some time to go through it, so I just invite you to take whatever posture internally or externally if you want to kneel in your pew or move to the cafe or the um, balcony or come up here and kneel i'm going to kneel up here and pray us through it um, the handout that we you should have received on the way in pull that out um, there's a little space in between if you want to journal as you pray and write your prayers down we should have pens somewhere and extra copies. Raise your hand if you don't have a copy or if you want a pen, we can figure that out. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna say a phrase of the Lord's Prayer and then give a few prompts and then give some quiet time and then I'm gonna pray and then I'll say the next phrase and pray us through. So we're gonna have a little, if you can put a little instrumental music on in the background. Um, Quiet your hearts and just join me in praying these words from, the, from Jesus. 
our Father in heaven. Thank him that you can tell, call him your Father because your relationship with him was established when you received Jesus as your Savior and Lord. God is your Father. You are his beloved child. Our Father in heaven. God, some of us have godly, earthly fathers, and some of us do not. But you are our perfect, heavenly Father. You are good. You are a good, good Father, and you long to give us good gifts. You are Abba, our Daddy. You're the Father who loves us fiercely and tenderly and unconditionally just as we are. We are precious to you. We're treasured. We are your beloved sons and daughters. You are our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Adore your Father with praise for who he is. Meditate on him and worship him as your Lord, your Holy Spirit, your holiness, your righteousness, your peace, your healer, your provider, your victory, your shepherd. Thank him for meeting your needs. Hallowed be your name. We adore you. We praise you, Jesus. Your name is holy, holy, holy. You are worthy of all of our praise. You are our creator and our sustainer. You are our joy, our strength, our defender. You are light. In you there is no darkness or fear of any kind. You are a perfect peace. You are holy. Your name is holy. We give you all of our praise, Jesus. Hallowed be your name.
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Ask him his will in prayer. Pray how he tells you in submission to his heart and his purposes. Ask the Lord to rule in your life, your family, our church, your schools, our nation, and the world. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we seek your face this morning. The world around us is full of chaos and brokenness, fighting and bickering and sin and darkness, um, and now escalating to war in Ukraine. The news is overwhelming. Um, God, we will not lose hope. I pray for the people of Ukraine this morning, Lord, for those who are living in fear, um, with sirens going off constantly, and fear of their life, um, their families' lives. I pray for those who have lost loved ones. Um, God, be near. We pray for you to come, bring your peace. Work in the hearts of the leaders, Lord, and those who are making decisions. Lord, let your will be done. Give wisdom where it's needed. Um, let the leaders be peacemakers, Lord. Pray for the believers um, in the Ukraine and Russia. Um, we strengthen them, Lord. Um, let them not lose hope be their strength and their peace. And I pray, God, that people through this chaos will come to know you. I pray that people will um, come to know you and put their faith in you as their Lord and Savior through this war. You are the God of shalom, of perfect peace, and we pray your peace over, um, over the Ukraine. God, I pray that for our families and our community here and for our, our state and our government in the U.S., Lord. I pray for your peace. There's so much um, volatility and conflict in our culture today, and I just pray for your will to be done here, for your will to be done here in Holland, in our own families, Lord, the places that are broken. We bring healing, bring restoration, bring your peace. Make us agents of reconciliation wherever we walk, Lord Jesus. We want to be people of peace. We can't do that in our flesh, Lord Jesus, so I just pray that you will come our eyes are fixed on you. Be near to us, Lord, and use us as agents of peace. Your kingdom come, 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Ask God to meet all of your physical and material, personal and immediate needs this day. Ask him to provide today's needs for others. Give us today our daily bread. God, you are the living water and the bread that nourishes our souls. Increase our hunger and our thirst for you. You know what each of us stands in need of, Lord. You are our provider. Everything we are and everything that we have is from you. I ask you to meet our physical and material and emotional needs, Lord. Give wisdom where it's needed. Give your joy. Give your peace. You know each of our hearts, Lord. You know each of our needs. I pray you'd meet each of us in that need and be our provider. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Present to God a humble heart. Confess your sins to God and ask his forgiveness. Ask him to forgive those who have sinned against you and be sure that you have forgiven them. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. We bow before you, Lord, with humility, with humble hearts. Reveal our sin to us, Lord. We know that there's no condemnation or shame when you reveal our sin, that it's in tenderness and love and drawing us back to you. Shine your light into the dark places in our hearts, Lord. Open our eyes. In your mercy and love, forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for the places we've sinned against others and against you. We repent. We turn from our sins. Help us, Lord, to, to love you more than our sin. Sometimes we get stuck and 
and in our flesh, we love our sin more than we love you. Forgive us, Lord. Break our hearts for the things that break yours. Give us soft hearts. Give us hearts that are undivided in our love and devotion to you. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Acknowledge the weaknesses of your flesh and your need to depend on God as you stand firm in spiritual warfare. Dress yourself in the spiritual armor from the head down. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. God, we know that we have an enemy in this world who seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. But we are not defeated. We have victory in you. I thank you, God, for your word, for the weapon of your word, um, and for your full spiritual armor. I pray protection over each person here each family represented here. Pray protection over this church by the power of your blood, Jesus. We need you. We need your protection every minute of every day. Thank you for the promise of your presence with us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Worship him and commit these prayers to his sovereignty. Praise him that he reigns as Lord of all. Praise him for his awesome, abundant power on our behalf. Praise him that his glory will be reflected through your life today as a bold witness for Jesus. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. God, we worship you. We praise you as the sovereign one over all things. We trust you, Jesus. Thank you for hearing our prayers this morning, for hearing our hearts. We praise you as the one who's sovereign over all of it and holds all of it in your hands.
We praise you as the one who is abundant power to accomplish all these things and to hold them and to hold us. We do pray, Lord, that we can reflect you today, that your glory will be reflected through us to the world around us. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right. Uh, I'd like to open it up for a time of sharing, if anybody wants to come up. I guess a, uh, something I want to say is uh, yesterday my wife and I were watching a few Louis Giglio videos. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. One was called Indescribable, and the other one was called How Great Is Our God. And in it, he had a, uh, a description. He says that the earth is about the size, if you showed it as about the size of a golf ball. Our sun, 90 however many million miles away, would be a 15-foot diameter sphere in comparison to the golf ball. So I think from about, from about here to, I'd say roughly about here, that's about 15 feet, and you're looking at the size of a golf ball in that. So you can fit I don't know how many million Earths inside of our sun. Well, they've also uh, discovered a sun, a star that is so big. So millions has a one with a six zeros uh, behind it. They've discovered a star that's so big that you can fit seven quadrillion Earths in it. Now, a quadrillion million, billion, trillion, quadrillion. That's 15 zeros behind a one. Now seven of those inside a sun. Just to think that God breathed out that when he spoke this into creation. I mean, I can't even fathom that. But this is, this is how powerful this God is. Uh, And then he, then he uh, again, just wants to share himself with us. He wants to grow us up into all that he is. We, we have that opportunity. That's what he wants to restore us to, pre-sin. And yes, we're going to have to shed this flesh, but we're living in eternity right now. And he wants to bring us there. And, and all that's going to be different is we're going to get a new body. But we have the opportunity to experience love, joy, peace on an unbelievable basis to where we're not so easily offended. We might not even have the capacity to be offended at some point. That's what he wants. Jesus walked this earth three and a half years. And I don't think he was ever offended. He gave us a great example. So, is, is there anybody else that wants to uh, share anything?
Sean, sorry. Come on up. So just a couple things. Um, some of you know me long enough to know that um, I've been going to this church for about eight years, but in the middle of that, I went to Springfield, Missouri for about 10 months. I was looking for a change, and I felt very directed by the Holy Spirit to go out there. And I even introduced myself to everybody as Shonathair, um, picking up a new name that I felt God wanted me to, to identify with. And the word Shonathair, um, it means a sage, or if you're in Ireland, it's, ga it's Gaelic. A lot of people wonder why my name is S-E-A-N, because it's not English, it's an Irish Gaelic name. But the word Sean is there, and I thought about that word, and I thought, if you take Sean off, a there is father. And I thought, well, what word does, what, that sounds familiar, a there. And I thought, well, author. And actually, in the churches, the high churches in, in Ireland, they call the head of the church the a there. So God is our father, but that means that he is our author, our author. And I looked up the etymology of that, and, and father is very, comes from author, so it kind of identify together. So with God as our father, as Cindy was praying, my thought went towards, um, you know, we may, have a, we may have a stack of clean paper, and we may have a fine pen, but we're not the author. God is the author. And we try to grab the pen and pick it up and write our story. We mess it up. And so we, want, we have to give the pen to our Father because he'll write a better story. And um, I was sharing with Cindy beforehand that about seven or eight years ago, I don't remember exactly when that happened, but I, I, I got saved when I was seven. I came to understand and know Christ as my Savior at the age of seven. But about seven, let's say seven years ago, my experience with my Christian walk, it just seemed extremely flat. It's like I, just, I was going to church, I was trying to be active in the church, and it just seemed completely empty. And so I, just, I didn't know what else to do, so every morning I decided that I was going to pray the, the Lord's Prayer. And every morning, first thing in the morning, I would just, I would really not quote it, but pray it. And it's like, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I would, I would pray it every morning. And after about two and a half, three months of doing that every day, God really began to do a work in my life. And I, be, I came to understand God is my Father because it was pointed out to me that, that I had always prayed, like I never prayed to the Father, because my, fa my relationship with my fathers wasn't very good. So when I prayed, I would, I would always pray to Jesus. But when I started praying to the Father, and then I began to see him as Father, and then he became more of a Father. When I was going through struggles, he, I, one time I was just thinking of a heartache, and I just felt like he just came up and put his arm around me and spoke to me like a dad, you know. So there's a lot of power in that prayer, you know. I mean, it's, it's the model prayer, but 
for a reason. You know, sometimes you look at it and say, well, why did Jesus was so simple, you know? But that's it. I mean, <laughs> our prayers can be simple, right? So anyway, thank you for listening. Good morning, everybody. Um, I want to share a testimony from last week of something that God did that was pretty powerful for me personally. Um, <clears throat> I have a family member who is very different from myself, and throughout our lives, we've constantly butted heads. And um, at, at this point, it just seems like we're continuing to get more and more different from one another. And that's painful. That's hard. Um, we had a family vacation, and it, it went well until the end, <laughs> and it just, stuff came to a head, and really hurtful things were said. And that evening, um, I, I prayed about it, and the next day, our family went for a walk in a nice garden, um, and Rachel and I started to talk with this couple, um, and just general things, like obviously nothing specific. I don't know these people. <laughs> and um, one of the people asked me if everyone in our family was a believer. And um, quite frankly, I thought it was a really odd question. And I didn't really know how to take it, whether to be like weirded out or offended or, I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad question. It's just not something I typically get asked. Um, and the honest answer was no. Um, and he asked if um, he could pray for us, and he started to just speak into what was happening. I mean, he, he prayed for unity and our family, and it was such a cool, direct, immediate answer to that hurt and that pain that is still going on. And during that time and right after, I feel like I'm left wondering, like, okay, God, what am, what am I supposed to do with this, you know? Um, but maybe it doesn't have to happen, like, right away. That unity can take time, but I just wanted to share, because those moments are so cool when God shows up in such a real way. So. Oh. As um, probably all of you, I'm completely grieved by what's going on in Ukraine. And I was praying at supper with my son, and I was thinking, I don't even really know how to pray. And I want to share um, something that I got from a good friend and a um, former um, a, a pastor. Um, so I'm going to read his, his um, short devotion. And I, and I, and she, actually, Carol got it. She just shared it with me. And I feel like this is kind of how God is touching me and answering my concern about how we pray and how we think about this. We are living in difficult times and troubling times. The aggression of wicked leaders has become rampant, leaving in their wake sadness and casualties. What, see, what we see happening in our world seems senseless. It appears to be aggression built on arrogance and desire for power. From our perspective, it is difficult to understand the why, except for the boldness of sin, of sinful men wallowing in sinful behavior to accomplish their own sinful purpose. 
We do not like it. We want hostility to cease. However, from the Lord's perspective, the view is very different. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Proverbs 16:4. Our responsibility is not to determine his purpose. It's not to always comprehend how he is working all things together in his sovereign design. Our responsibility is to trust him, knowing he is at work, and through all things will be glorified. Our responsibility is to remain faithful to him, knowing he is always good. In his perfect time, the Lord will righteously judge. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. As we view world events and are filled with sadness seeing the acts of war and violence, might we examine ourselves, might we consider our own hearts and seek to do what pleases our Savior? The writer of Proverbs also says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. This is our mission today as we watch events around us unfolding. May we stay focused, may it be our firm resolve to be fully committed to our Lord and to his call for us. Um, may it be our explicit determination to put full obedient, to be fully obedient to the, God's holy word. May it be our unwavering dedication to rely upon his wisdom as we seek to walk worthy of and in the footsteps of our Savior. May we stand steadfast in trusting our Lord in all things and at all times as we seek to bring glory to his holy name. Trusting in his sovereign will, we have much to be thankful for. I also felt like it related to the Lord's Prayer and what we're asked to pray. So I just feel like the Lord really met me through this at this time. So um, I was kind of meditating with similar to what Sean was saying and how God is Father and, and that Greek word is like pattern and that's kind of the same thing that God gave to Moses when he said this is the pattern that you're supposed to make for the tabernacle. You know, so um, Jesus is our pattern for behavior and um how to deal with people or how to deal with ourselves even, you know, so, um, you know, I, I need God as a pattern for, for love, for generosity, for strength under control, for vision, for foresight, for the stamina to carry out the vision, you know, to write a vision, to have a vision, to make the vision happen, to make things happen because he is alpha, he's the one who starts things, and, and he's also omega, and he finishes those things that he has begun. He who has begun a good work in me, in you, will perform it until the day he comes back. Whether that's comfortable for us or not is another thing, <laughs> you know? So I, I, I'm dealing with a little bit of uncomfortability in my living place, but, um, and I, I've seen some things that have made me angry and, or bothers me or baffles me. Or, and then there's things about my own behavior that I've, I know that I've been part of a problem sometimes. Um, 
yes, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, but also he, in the Old Testament, he's revealed as a man of war. And that is to say, he will fight for you, for me, for us. He will fight when it's necessary to provide for that peace. If it means going to the cross, if it means whatever the fight means, he's willing to do that. He's willing to do what it takes to make peace. Um, he put his life on the line for you and for me. And he was raised to, from the dead because of that. You know, so, and I, I think of how he was a pattern for like, let's talk about Daniel or Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They went into the fire. He went into the uh, lion's den. They faced hard, hard, difficult things. Each of them, as a pattern, there's a pattern. God was their pattern. He was, he was willing to go into the fire. If it meant to go to the lions, he was willing to go there and do that. He's willing to go to the cross and do that because he loved us so much. It wasn't nails that held him on the cross. It was his love. So my, I don't know if, it's, if what I'm sharing is necessarily a testimony, so I, I have to say it's to be continued, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, I, I, I believe that God will, will, will give me a way to deal with the things. Vengeance belongs to him so that when I feel like, when I feel like that I want to lash out against someone in anger, I can... I can surrender that to him who belongs all vengeance because I used to think that uh, vengeance belongs to me. I, I thought that I wrote that. <laughs> I thought that I wrote that, but you know, as it turns out, not so much, you know? So um, vengeance belongs to him. He will, he will finish what he started. I don't have to put my hands in that mess, making it messier. Uh, he'll make the, all things good. He will make all things right. He will make all things well. I believe that all things will work together for good because I love him and I've been called to do his purpose. So, <laughs> Don't drop it. <laughs> um, I'm just going to piggyback off Sean a little bit. I'm talking about author. Um, and how God's the author. Uh, I once heard from somebody I don't know who, so I can't like quote them on this, but um, somebody once said to me that the Bible is not a, a rule book, but it's a love story. Um, and that like changed me completely. Thinking of it as a love story was... Um, it really, it really opened my eyes to look back in hindsight and kind of look at my own story and think about how, like, beautiful and creative and intricate and, um, insane that story was. 
uh, better than any rom-com or Shakespeare or, um, and then it, and then it opened my eyes up to like that the love story as a whole was something so beautiful, but then he's also writing a unique love story in all of us um, every day that is so special and it's something that like now, you know, in hindsight, I can look back and see it and I can see it going on in people who share their stories and people who, um, people who are going through hardships and I just, it, it gives me so much hope. Um, knowing that he's writing a beautiful story um, and it is so cool to watch and to witness um, in each one of you and as the church as a whole it's just it's something so cool he's writing that story so yeah author that meant you know that just reminded me of of that one thing that I heard that you know the Bible is a love story, and it's a beautiful story. Um, and it's the most creative thing. No, no author could ever think of writing this story. And it's just something I praise God for opening my eyes and my heart to be able to see that now and to be able to see it in all of you guys um, and to be able to see it in my own life. And so I'm just, that's, I just, like I said, I just wanted to piggyback off that whole author thing. It's, uh, it's important. And then also, I don't want to get political, but I think we need to pray for Putin also. We need to pray for the Russians, you know. We are, we're told that that's the enemy, um, but we're also told to pray for our enemy. So I think it's equally important that we pray for them. Um, as much as the Ukrainians, so um, so keep them in your prayers, please. That's all. All right. At this time, I'd like to invite the elders up. Uh, Al, Carol, right? Okay. Is, uh, you're gonna stay? Are you coming up? I think so. I can't remember how this works. Are you gonna Are you gonna do this? We, uh, we'll wrap up with a prayer for Al and Sandy. Um, Al has served with us on the Council of Elders uh, for the past several months and has decided and prayerfully considered that uh, his time has come to a close as an elder. And uh, of course, <clears throat> being an elder at Moran um, means your, your spouse, your significant other is in there with you as a as a as a as a support and a and a rock and a and a place to to bounce ideas off and to pray with and to, to share the pain and the heart and, and the load with and so we thank you for Sandy as well for your uh, work uh, behind the scenes and supporting Al and 
giving him a space to, to process emotions and, and pray together and um, to seek the Lord's face together. Um, the elders have experienced something very sweet over the past and very hard over the past months. Um, there has not always been agreement in the room. Uh, and that can be painful. But we have all worked really hard to be respectful and to love each other really well. I have never experienced anything like this before, actually. In the sense that we have worked so hard to seek the Lord's face um, and to be on our knees and to have our hearts so humble um, and to try to find a way forward and to hear his voice um, together, to find a way forward for this church together. So I want to thank you for your service with us, for your heart, for your love, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to, we're going to pray for them and ask the Lord's blessing upon them. If you feel so led to come and they've, uh, they've shared that they're willing to have you put your hands on them. Um, so if you want to come and circle around with us, and pray as we bless them for their service as an elder. Um, that would be more than welcome. So come on forward if you want, if you feel so led. Alan, Sandy, do you mind just kind of being right here and we'll circle around you. Um, just find a space and put your hands uh, on them in love. <clears throat> find a shoulder. Let's close in prayer. Um, Father, thank you for bringing our hearts to, um, to the point that you have today. Thank you for the ministry of the prayer team that has led us to seek your face today. It has been such a fresh reminder of how desperate we are of you and how much we need you, and how our hearts long and thirst for you, and how we have no good thing other than you in heaven or on earth, and how desperate we, um, we can't breathe apart from you, and our souls can't breathe unless you come and rescue us and sustain us in your love. Thank you. Lord, I want to thank you for Sandy and Al's service as elders of these past months. Thank you for the, the hearts that they have brought to the elder council and for, to the room. Thank you for granting us the, the grace to be respectful and to love each other and to honor each other even when we disagree. Um, thank you for the ways that you've moved us in us and grown us, each one of us. Uh, thank you for Al's heart and all the things that he cares so deeply and passionately about. Thank you that he loves you and wants to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ with all of his soul. And I just pray that you grant that request to him, that you be powerfully at work in him and Sandy uh, by your Holy Spirit, forming Christ in them, using them for your kingdom and for your glory. Again, Lord, thank you for their service to us in these months, helping to guide the ship forward to the place that we've come. 
Um, please bless them and use them powerfully in the coming days and weeks and months. Um, Lord, thank you for this church. Not every church um, has a broken heart and a heart that seeks you like this, and I thank you for this place and these people. Lord, please continue to bless the elders as they seek your face. Please give us um, for this next season the elders that you've already chosen. Help us to identify them and to know who you've chosen for this next step. We love you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.